And now, live from beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cullen. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh, please, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's me, it's me. Thank you so much. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. Clap, clap for the miracle. Clap for that miracle. How would we know that you wanted the miracle if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday, the first day of September. This year is almost three quarters of the way done. And if that doesn't horrify you, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. But we are here, and this is going to be a fantastic episode. Why? Because you're here. But also because we have uh, a very, very special guest, and I can't wait to introduce him. Um, but first, uh, I need to um, pay some condolences to a very good friend of mine, a man by the name of Chris Davis. Uh, many of you who know him from the, uh, the Liberty Movement and the Libertarian Party know him very well. Um, he fought uh, very, very bravely against cancer for quite some time, and uh, and he is now in a better place. Uh, but he leaves behind his wife, Erin, and his children, and I know that they miss him more than words can ever say. And uh, anyone who knows him from the Libertarian Party of Virginia, or really just the Liberty Movement in general, you, you know how big of a loss this was. So, Chris, we, we miss you. Erin, we love you. We are here. We support you. Um, and to the whole family, um, our deepest, deepest condolences. Um, so with that said, uh, we are going to have a, a very good episode. Uh, it is exactly what Chris would have wanted. Chris was a, a fan of the show and of, uh, and of what we're doing. Uh, this is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out everywhere on all social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms, everything, everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Amazon, podcast google play float twitch uh everything the apple podcast everything we're ev- we're all over the internet anywhere that you can find us be sure to like us follow us five star us uh it, subscribe to us um comment uh do all the algorithm stuff that makes big tech show you that how much you love us and uh be sure if you're on youtube don't just hit subscribe hit the bell too because i want your phone to explode with notifications every time we go live and of course share this right now the last thing i want is for you and your closest loved ones to miss out on a hour-long libertarian podcast on a wednesday evening Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. That is not a joke. This is literally the second largest caucus in the party. Uh, And if you'd like to join the fastest growing, it is literally the fastest growing caucus in the party. If you'd like to join the fastest movement in the Libertarian Party, uh, go to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. uh, Or if you want to buy some sweet ass merch and become an official voting member of the caucus, which means nothing, we don't vote on anything, uh, then go to muddywatersmedia.com slash store, get yourself a Waffle House Caucus button or a Waffle House Caucus shirt or some other something with this nonsense on it and no we haven't gotten permission from the party or waffle house for, to make this logo so be ungovernable the gravy king cumberland cannabis co if you would like to buy ethical viable and effective cbd and delta 8 products otherwise known as weed uh on the uh from cumberland county tennessee then go to cumberlandcannabisco.com and tell them spike sent you because then they'll they'll keep giving us money 
Joe Siloski is running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, then go to joesoloski.com. That's G-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor for Muddy Waters Media ever because it's, it's called Mudwater. Uh, if you woke up today and said, my God, if I ever have another cup of coffee again in my life, it's, it'll be a day too soon, then I have some great news for you. We have this instead. It's made out of masala chai, whatever that is, cacao, mushrooms, not those kind, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. And if you're thinking, wow, those ingredients taste, I can picture what that tastes like. You're, you're correct. That's what that tastes like. A uh, little bit of honey makes anything taste good. Uh, it has one-seventh of, the, uh, one-seventh of the caffeine of coffee, just enough to get you all pepped up like I am right now because I take mud water, but not so... Uh, not so uh, hyped up on caffeine, they end up crashing and having heart problems. So muddywatersmedia.com slash mud if you want to buy some today. And also, speaking of possibly having heart problems, Jack Casey uh, has two books that have come out, The Royal Green uh, and In Silver Throned. And uh, he is supposed to get us a graphic uh, because now his third book finally has come out. I guess it is technically summer, Crowned by Gold. Uh, and, uh, but he hasn't gotten that to us. Um, so you're going to just keep looking at this graphic until he, uh, he gets us the graphic we need. So he's been so busy writing the book, he didn't make the graphic for it. But as I've told you many times, I will never read these books. If they're good, then I will feel bad for roasting them for the past several months. And if they're bad, I'll feel bad for trying to get you to buy them. So either way, you have to buy these and let me know if they're good. Uh, I will take it with a grain of salt because everyone's opinion is just that. Uh, But go to theroyalgreen.com and you can get this book today. I'll tell you something else that might horrify you. Adderpan, the most horrifying thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Available on Steam. Uh, I haven't even played this game. I literally just did a video walkthrough and that was enough for me not to be able to sleep that night. Uh, Adderpan is one of those games games that I don't get why people play games like this. But if you're into being horrified for the rest of your life, go to Steam and you can buy this for the low, low price of $5 plus the cost of therapy and medication and mental health services for the rest of your life and that of your children. Now, here's something that won't give you a panic attack, hopefully. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, High-end bags and accessories uh, featuring brands such as Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Uh, they are a high-end bag and accessory online consignment store. And if you want to consign your Hermes with them, you can do so for a 30% fee, which is 20% less than most consignment stores offer. That's what she she told me that. I can't tell you. I mean, she wouldn't have lied. Uh, But you can find them online by going to FierceLuxuryByAshley.com or the Facebook group Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Now, I'll tell you something else that's fierce and exclusive. Thomas Queter. He's running for state senate in New York uh, in the 52nd district of New York. Thomas Queter says, I run better than Albany, which is funny because he is a cripple. Um, he finds that funny, and that's he literally told me to say that. I feel uncomfortable every time I say it, but here we are. Uh, Thomas Queter is actually one of the best people I know. Incredibly dedicated, incredibly principled, a man of just in- impeccable character, honest, trustworthy, hardworking, uh, just a ball of energy, uh, and uh, it, he, no one could serve the city of the, the, the state of New York or the 52nd district better than Tom could. If you want to help Tom become the first libertarian uh, in the state senate in New York, go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-52.com, slash 
FTG. I'd also like to remind you, this isn't a sponsor, but it's a thing I'm doing. All this weekend, I'm going to be in Florida for the Spike Cohen Florida Tour, September 3rd through 5th. If you go to SpikeCohen.com, you can find out about all the events I'm doing. I am going to be everywhere in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and the surrounding areas. I'd love to get to see you if you live in South Florida, or if you just want to go to South Florida this weekend for Labor Day weekend. That shouldn't be crazy there, huh? That should Traffic should be just fine. Uh, so come and hang out with me third to the, to this Friday through Sunday in Florida, beautiful Miami, and Fort Lauderdale, SpikeCohen.com. Now, if after watching all of this, you feel the need to sue me, well, I have some bad news for you. Because I'm going to use personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, and I'm going to sue you back, and I'm going to win because he's the best attorney in Florida. He's the only one that's paying us. So ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. If you want to have sue someone else over something else that has nothing to do with me, uh, then you can do that. But he will get you as much money as he possibly can, uh, legally, obviously. And uh, and he will just, I mean, just giant bags of money this man can get you if you've been personally injured. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. The intro and outro music to this and every single episode of My Fellow Americans comes from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Go to his Bandcamp joedavimusic.bandcamp.com by his entire discography his new album just dropped it's like 25 bucks for everything he's ever done go there buy everything you're gonna love it uh thank you so much to mr joe davi i'd like to thank le blue for this delicious drinking water that i'm drinking on this episode Bulavinaka. shout out to taron turks's mom and him as always folks my guest tonight is objectively one of the best rappers alive in the game Originally from Long Island, he's been rapping since 1992, uh, and during that time, he has worked with absolute heavyweights like Wu-Tang Clan, Mob Deep, Cool G Rap, Notorious B.I.G., Tech 9 Talib Kweli, Eric Sermon, Trackmasters, DJ Quick, The Alchemist. I could have like I just, this was I could have made two paragraphs of all the people he's worked. I had to stop somewhere. Uh, he has also written for Vibe King. Complex, Rides, XXL, The Source, and The Ring. His new album, which is right, where is it? Here, All My Heroes, uh, is available. Uh, well, it, it uh, is, again, objectively an absolute banger. Uh, and it features artists such as Ghostface Killa, Eamon, uh, Atmosphere, Ice-T, Vinny Paz, Brand Nubian, Chino XL, MOP, Onyx, Jesus. Uh, it's available on all major streaming sites, uh, and you can also get physical copies, including CDs and vinyl, on his website, ratherugganman.net. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, please welcome to the show, Mr. R.A. the Rugged Man. R.A., thank you so much for being on, man. Hey, how you doing? That was, that was a good introduction. There you go. Appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, hey, listen, I appreciate you being on. And uh, folks, uh, be sure to, uh, we are live, so be sure to ask us your thoughts and questions in the comments, and R.A. will tell uh, you if you are right or wrong. Um, R.A., just before we get started on I, Oh, I oh real quick, let, let me correct yeah, you yeah. one thing, though. They oh, sorry. Said, you know, the internet said I'm rapping since 92 because, you know, that's when the first finals came out or whatever, but I, I started rapping at 11 years old. I was a little kid in the 80s. I was a little fat kid in the 80s, better than everybody on the block. I was rapping in the 80s, man. But, you know, internet don't let you know that. <laughs> okay. right. No, I want to correct that. So this man is an old school rapper. He's been rapping since the 80s. So he's they've been rapping for... I was battling... Bat yeah, literally since I was like 11 years old, I've been rapping forever, forever. You know, I, I, I was, you know, the best fat kid on the block, just 
obliterating people with a little high-pitched girly voice because I didn't hit puberty yet. Oh, yo, yo, who won a battle? <laughs> I love it. You I know? love it. He's been battle rapping yeah, yeah. since be- since we were all since most of us weren't even born yet or were children. So I, I need to. I I have to hear the Genesis story here. What got you into hip hop? Like, okay, eleven years old, you've decided to battle rap people. What? Where did that come from? Well, it was funny. I was a little kid riding my bicycle, and there was this this crazy older kid. And he had, remember M80s? You could blow up uh, like a yeah, quarter yeah, stick yeah. of dynamite. And he literally blew up a shopping center window, you know. And, yo, kid, look at this. And, the, and I was like, yo, you're crazy. And we drove away on our bicycles. And he was a beatbox, a human beatbox, Bob. And then uh, he took me around to kids in the neighborhood. Stimulation and Proficient was a little rap crew. And uh, I don't know. I just had a gift. And I started getting better than so many people. So they started taking me around all over, you know, the the boroughs in New York City and all over the house parties. And they were like, you know, yo, check out our boy, our boy, our little, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how it started. You know, I just it was something I was naturally good at. And uh, and, it, you know, I just it was the only thing I was ever really good at in life. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's awesome. So, OK, so you're 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 11. You're battle rapping. You now by the time well, battle rapping, comes- they, they took me around. I started rapping 11, but battle rapping around 13, 13 years old, closer, you know, where, where like, well, confidently where they would take me around and like showcase me yeah, around 13. Right, right, right. And so your your uh, first album drops, your first vinyl drops in 92. Uh, you have rapped with like four generations. Uh, you're, you're basically one of these timeless rappers that has been rapping with multiple generations. I just think it's incredible. First of all, I, so I guess my first question is, at this moment, you know you've been you you're you're a legend in your own right. Uh, you're you're putting out you know legendary albums left and right, and now here you are talking to a Jew in his basement. Do you feel like you've peaked in this very moment? Well, no. Let me tell you something. I uh, I supported you and Joe Jurgensen in the election. I, I posted, you know, hey, vote Joe Jurgensen. I was uh, rocking with you guys in the election. I. It, I, um, you're going to be like, yo, you're an idiot. But um, I sent, I, I'm in Berlin, raising my kids in Berlin. And I, and I went yeah. and, and sent away for my uh, overseas ballots on time and everything. And they they didn't get them to me to like, a, and I call, hey, where's my ballots? Where's my ballots? Oh, oh, we sent the ballot, we sent the ballot. And they didn't come to like a week after the election was too late or whatever. So I tried to vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. tried to vote. We could have won if if your thing had come in. That could have <laughs> yeah, been. Yeah. That could have been. I yeah, want to recount no, now. But 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 I did. You know. Uh, you know. Whatever. How many fans I got online between Twitter and Facebook and all of that. I I, I put the vote Joe Jurgensen's out there quite a few times. You know, and had the people be like, "Oh, you're trying to ruin the election." Uh, you know, because they always. You know, you, you vote third <laughs> yes. party. You know, you're the Susan Sarandon devil from hell. You know, you know how they yeah. how they villainize anyone that doesn't vote for their party. You know, it's like they don't understand that that if if you if you vote third party, whether whether the third party wins or not, you're giving you're empowering the party. You're giving right. it strength so more finances could come in for future you know uh, elections and and it, you know people have to take steps to get out of the two party voting system in America because it's never going to exactly. work. Exactly. Two, two sides of devils. Oh, we're, we're voting for the lesser of the two. Even though you're not, no, you're not. They're both evil. Uh, Biden is is a monster from hell, and we already knew yeah. it. In fifty years of racism, we, we know all about Biden's history. 
and then we know who Trump is. We're evil, racist, scumbag. So, so well, we got to vote for the less of the worst, evil, decrepit, dead, seventy-eight-year-old racist guy. No, 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 you don't. You don't have to vote for that. And if right. if all the people that didn't vote in America came together and voted for somebody that that would you know benefit you know the country better, you know uh, we could have a third party and a fourth party and 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 other options. But that's not the you know. People are brainwashed to think you must vote for this. This is the only option is the bad guy or the bad guy, you know. So. Well, and, and that's the crazy thing is, and I say this a lot, 330 million people in the U.S., not to mention people like you that are in other countries that are American citizens. So well over like close to 350 million people. We have two choices to pick from and they're both evil. Like why? Yeah, why and, is they're, it- and they're not even just evil. They're terrible and they're ignorant and, and yeah. they can't even make sentences. Like you can't have a guy that could just at least finish a sentence, or like sentence, Trump yeah. couldn't finish a sentence, sentence without you know talking about himself and getting this like really egotistical, insecure rant. Like like neither of them, the one guy can't finish a sentence, and the other guy can't finish a sentence that has anything to do with anything except himself. You know, it's crazy, man. It, it's like it's so crazy. Like like supposedly America, where these you know we have the great minds and 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 people. People keep, you know, these are the best we have to offer. We all know it's not. So why do we keep, oh, and then they defend it. And then they defend Biden and they defend Trump and they defend all these like, these like awful options. Like, shouldn't we be smart enough to go like, no, both of these guys are terrible. Right. <laughs> but, but they're not smart. They're not, you know, no, no. Oh, I hate the other guy so much. Oh, I hate this guy so much. Oh, they're all going to ruin the country. You know, nah, man, you guys are brainwashed, man. Just, just, uh. If everybody just stopped with the programming and uh, moved forward and supported people who supported us, you know, <laughs> so yeah, but that's not have, that's not gonna happen. When did you first start thinking this way? Is this something you've always been, or did was there like an aha moment a few years ago? Like what what first made you realize <laughs> this was all a scam? Well, the music industry. I was a kid. And I, I knew that was a scam. And I, I and I saw the way they could program the public to buy into, like, really um, mediocre material, you know. And they could really sell an artist, like, this is something special, you know. Like, oh, this is the special. So I saw that. so And I saw the, the public eat it up. I'm like, wow. that's And I, I was still young, so I didn't know. Oh, that's the same exact game as as you know politics, you know, and and uh, politicians. It's the same exact game. You sell them the lies, you know. Put a you know have somebody write a good speech. Put a, put some decent lighting on. Put some music behind it. Sell some ads. Except it's a lot crazier because there's the fear mongering aspect in the music entertainment. They're not like fear mongering you not to buy the album someone else's album they'll just like we're, we're gonna make my guy more sellable but this right. is now like little like fear mongering like if, if you don't vote for our great guy that's great and perfect you know uh you're all gonna you're die you're all gonna die and this is the yeah, most important election of all time it's the most important ever if you don't vote this year we're all doomsday you know it's like crazy you know so so, so that's simple so yeah no they don't say if you don't 
buy and i don't want to trash talk any person but like if you don't buy this pop star's album you're a murderer but it's a similar thing where it's like it's a similar thing where it's like well this person's great and you know like you said the lighting and and they literally have people writing their songs and their music and their beats and choreography choreography and they literally just and they have the magazines and and press in their pockets right you know just like politicians it's just like politicians wow Yep, yep, yep. It's the same exact game, except instead of you being, you know, uh, uh, that person's a killer. If you don't like them, then you're a hater, <laughs> you know? So right. you know, <laughs> you're yeah, a hater, you're a hater. And yeah. how dare you not say, you know, so, and they find ways to, to like, oh, if you don't like something, then they'll go with ageism or something. Oh, it's, a, it's just a different decade. No, 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 it's not that either, you know? It's like, uh, you know, so but they'll find ways to like why your opinion doesn't count, you know, to have a music opinion if it's not the same as what the world is, you know, being fed, you know, but it's just not like as as disgusting as politics where like, you know, Assange is a rapist. This guy's, you know, anybody, you know, it's like, uh, yep. You know. Yep. And, and, and then, you know, me too, me too. Uh, uh, you know, get get rid of all the predators unless it's the one in my party. You know, <laughs> it's like you know that whole thing, like the whole Me Too, Alyssa Milano, and all of them. Oh, Me Too, and get Brett Kavanaugh, the Republican, out of here, and then Joe Biden. Eh, I like Joe Biden. He's that woman that said he, you know, threw her against the wall and 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 molested her and inserted his fingers in her. She's a lying bitch because Joe's the man. You know, it's like it's all <laughs> it's all you know. It's like, uh, so none of it's real. None of no, it's real. I, you know? I've, I, you're right. It is a very similar, uh, a very similar uh, 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 parallel there between like these like kind of, I guess, pop stars and politicians. They're using, the, a lot of them use the same PR teams too. It's funny. So you've made, I mean, oh, your artistry, there we are. Uh, your artistry, you have made a lot of songs about distrusting government and the police and authority. And, and I mean, you've literally, I, I, I can count on one hand the number of rappers that have referenced things like um, uh, uh, like Cointel Pro, and you know, like like you know, uh, uh, counterintelligence with with uh, intelligence agencies and things like that. And like you've done songs like Who Do We Trust, Tom Thumb, uh, Media Midgets. I'm sure a bunch more I'm not even remembering right now. One that really sticks out, and and if I if I'm in fact a few people have actually asked this in the comments. I believe this is actually a, a personal story. Uh, in uh, you did a song with, it's called Uncommon Valor, and you did it on the album of Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah, Jedi Mind Tricks. You did it on Jedi Mind Tricks. And it's called Un- Uncommon Valor, a Vietnam story or something like that. That's a, is that is that true that that's actually a, a story related to your family? Well, I'm rapping in a true story perspective of my father, Staff Sergeant John A. Thorburn. And yes, he was a, a, a highly decorated soldier. He was a Green Beret. And then he went from Green Beret to Screaming Eagles, you know, 17 years old. He was getting in trouble in the streets. Uh, they said, hey, you know, go to jail or go in the military. Let's do this, kid. You know, so you know he uh, he wanted to get out the streets, and they trained him to be a killer. And and uh, and uh, they had him doing secret missions, and and his gun was shooting four thousand bullets a minute. And he was taking men in this war that we shouldn't have been in the first place. They were taking right. American soldiers out of uh, enemy territory, and uh, his helicopter got shot down. 
and and uh, he was in a ten month body cast and and came home after you know countless medals and medals and all of this stuff. But um, what had happened was they flew him into a whole bunch of areas with Agent Orange, and Agent Orange uh, ended up making my my little sister she couldn't walk or talk, my little brother he couldn't walk or talk, and he was blind. My sister died, my brother died, and then my dad's grandson, my nephew. Vincent, he was born and he died at six months old. His body just got weaker and weaker till he died. So, yeah, uh, half the, the kids in my family are dead because of the American government poisoning its own people, which we all know, oh, Assad, he poisons his own people. We don't do that. We're the good guys. But no, no, no. We poison our own fucking people. We're still doing it today. We, that's that's what, what we do, man. We're disgusting, you know, like. I don't know, man. And and that's why, like, I don't mean to go back to you guys, but when, when Joe Jurgensen, the only one with, like, an anti-war message, and, of course, they're going to come and try to destroy her. And it was the same thing with Jill Stein. Anti-war, destroy her. Yeah. Ron, Ron Paul, not Rand, Ron Paul. Anti-war, destroy them. You know, that, that's they don't want anybody with an anti-war narrative. They want warlords. They want, you know, demons and, and uh, warmongers, you know, so... <clears throat> no, it's true. I mean, one of the one of the few things that Joe Biden's done that I actually agree with is he seems determined to get out of Afghanistan. And they're yeah. doing it. They're pulling out every stop to say how terrible that is. And it's like, no, this is like the yeah, one. Yeah. He, he did it poorly. Should have been fast tracking, getting people out of there sooner. All that. I'm not saying he did, he's doing it the best way. But the one good thing he's done has been like, no, and we're leaving Afghanistan and that's yeah. it. And we're done. That, well, here, here's the thing. The media... Everything Trump did was wrong to the media, right? right? The one thing that they celebrated him on when he was dropping those fucking bombs. Oh, the first time he's looking presidential. As soon as he's killing people and blowing shit up and letting yep. off them bombs, all of a sudden we're going to compliment Trump. Now, Biden, um, they, they complimented everything he did. Oh, Biden can't do no wrong. The one wrong he does is get the fuck out of Afghanistan. But that's the right thing. He got out of Afghanistan. We shouldn't have been there. We've been there for 20 years. And people go, well, he got out of there wrong. Okay. So if we stayed there for another five years and dropped more bombs and murdered more. Well, you saw what they did this week. They killed six fucking children this week. Yep. Yep. You saw yep, it. Yep. They yep. Bomb oh, oh, and they said, oh, we were trying. A guy was going to bomb the airport. Get the fuck out of here. And people yep. celebrated it. Like, oh, America did such a good job. They killed literally Four children, two high school people, and I think three, three, uh, uh, one soldier, and two uh, innocent civilians. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he got out. He got out. But uh, we're still motherfucking baby killers. We're still murdering babies. And why isn't anybody outraged by that? We we get outraged. Everybody's outraged by everything. But when we literally kill children, the outrage is so fucking minimum like like no outrage yeah. like we kill yeah. children like, yeah. like and i said it in a, i said it the other day like imagine if a drone landed in your neighborhood and killed your neighbor's son and your daughter and the kid next door and two women hit like like well how come it doesn't matter over there how come nobody cares that, yeah. they're, that they're blowing up people in other countries that literally murdering babies they did it what was it three four five days ago Sickening, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like three or four days ago. And even if you don't care about the lives of those people, you have to recognize that anyone in that neighborhood that's watching is like, whoever did this, I want to kill them. Who do I get yeah. to join to do that? You have to join the <laughs> yeah. Taliban, or you have to join ISK or Al Qaeda. Okay, great. I'll join them. Which one's exactly. easier to join? 
Exactly. Because here's the thing. If somebody drone strikes my son and my daughter and my sister, I want to, I want revenge, right? So if you're out there murdering their families, America, if you're out there murdering all these people's families and innocent civilians and blowing up weddings, what do you think you're producing? You're producing bloodthirsty people who want revenge. So who, who the hell did that? Stop killing people all over the planet. And here's the other thing I say. How many wars are we in right now? Nobody even knows. Aren't you supposed to know how many wars or conflicts your country's in? We don't know. Yep. Yep. We, we, we could try to name them, but, but literally go on Twitter and say, hey, how many wars is America in right now? And nobody has an answer. <laughs> that's how fucking that's much how of a mess. And, 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 and that's how little anybody questions anything. Like, why isn't that in a debate? Like, how many wars are we in this year? <laughs> nobody answers that question. <laughs> you know, how many yeah. conflicts are we in right now, USA? How much are tax paying dollars? How many people are we murdering right now with our tax dollars? How many? No, no, you know, you can't. And after people join those terror groups, then the CIA arms them for some reason. Like this is (laughs) this is this is the the well abolish the CIA, abolish all of them, abolish all of them. NSA, abolish all of them. And I'm heavy with that. Abolish any to take away the right for the U.S. to murder people, period. Take away, abolish the death penalty, abolish all of it. Get rid of all of it. You know, and the CIA, what, is there a good thing that they've ever done ever in history? Look at their history. They've done far more horrible, terrible, illegal acts on American citizens and worldwide than anything. So why do we have them? Why do we agree to have them? Why do yeah. we automatically take it for granted that the CIA is good and we need them? Why? What have the, what has the CIA ever done that was good? Tell me. You're, you're asking the wrong person. I want to get rid of all them too. So I, was, <laughs> I, I literally campaigned all last year to get rid of them. So we'll, we'll have to, here, we'll ask people in the comments. Let's go through the comments and see if anyone has any questions. And in the meantime, if anyone I wants to. I can't see the comments. So you, you, you That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through. I have a thing where I can see all the Facebook and YouTube and everything all together. I'm going to look and see. If anyone wants to comment what the CIA has done right, then we can, we can answer that. Um, so uh, let's see if we got any questions here. Uh, a lot of people asking, yeah, people telling me Jedi mind tricks. Um, uh, people asking if, where my, why my wife isn't on that. Listen, I'm, if you want my wife to have a show, she can, everyone likes my wife better than me. Um, people are asking. They're like, get this ugly ass RA guy out and put your beautiful yeah. wife on. No, 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 it's not you. It's not you they want to get rid of. It's me. They're like, no, I want, I don't want to get rid of this middle-aged Jew and, and put, put his wife on. Um, so a bunch of people asking if you're going to uh, tour in their various cities. So um, you, you have a lot of people that want you to come tour. There. Yeah, well, we have a big tour in December. I, I My guy is booking, I think there's 18 dates so far, so I'm figuring out what they all are. He didn't tell me i got this guy bobby from leo presents and he's, he's been doing good for me because uh you know the touring was crazy in 2020 obviously with covid and everything and you know the majority of my shows got canceled i think i did four shows that year and 2021 this guy bobby booked me roughly around 43 shows and he's booking me another 18 and you know i did a couple others i did some festivals and but he he booked the majority of my shows so so uh Let's see what he comes up with for December and where he sends me next, you know. I, actually, my shows in uh, – I had shows in – where was it? Some of my shows in Europe got canceled for this month. Two of them remain. Two of them are canceled. And then 
my shows for October uh, were canceled. I, I think two of them remain. Uh, but so, you know, it's, it's ups and downs with this, with, with, with the different restrictions, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I, it's, I can't, this is actually one of the things I wanted to talk about is what it must be like right now as an entertainer, but I, I do have someone they've asked, uh, you just did a, uh, you just did a song with, um, Afro, which, um, I, first of all, when, whenever uh, I, you do the songs where you rap really, really fast, I try to oh. like move my mouth at the same speed not even talk <laughs> just move on i'm like how how is this man doing this but i, I so asked someone asked if afro is on the same wave as you with the with this distrust of government and all that do you know if afro is on the same tip well afro you know i don't want to be a bad influence on him but he is a little even more than me on you know where i got a big ah, that's that's a little conspiratorial son <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh he he's kind of you know, when you first realize the dishonesty and you get all the detrust, all the, the distrust, sometimes you do go extreme with it and you right. start believing way more than you should that, you know, you know, you believe all kind of crazy stuff. So I think he's a little bit in the conspiratorial realm where like he'll learn to decipher this, both of them a little better where, you know, that's bullshit too. That's bullshit too, you know, <laughs> and this I mean- might be true. I, here's but the I'd thing, re- man. I'll, in the last two years, it just feels like every conspiracy theory is just like a, a, a prologue for what's about to happen. Through. Like it's, it's yeah. like, man, everything. It's like, and I'm not a, a conspiracy guy, but like they'll say something, I'm like, no, and then like six months later, it's like it is, confirmed yep. in a CDC study, yeah. and I'm like, so now when someone says something, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sit on this for a year. And then we'll re- we'll circle back to it and see if this. So yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard to tell. What's they banning pe- they ban people for all the stuff that the CDC and all these people admit now. Like they ban people from Facebook, block you know YouTube channels, all this stuff yeah. because they were putting information up that was true that yeah. supposedly wasn't true at the time, or you wasn't allowed to have that opinion. Now it's true. So, you know, and of course they I, won't bring them people back afterwards. You no. Know, just come back, ah, get them out of here. I, I know a page that was permabanned from Facebook because they said that the uh, this was like um, back in February or March. They said, uh, you know, these uh, these uh, vaccines are going to have booster shots. And they got knocked down for for false news, and they got and they got they got IP banned. So like they can't even get log on to Facebook. There's not going to be you, booster you shots. We're we're getting at least a third and fourth shot now. You, you can't tell the truth anymore. You can't. Yep. Like right now, you got to watch what you say because they're gonna cut it down. But you try and you know you know what man. If they, t- my livelihood is is being able to interact with fans. It's how I book the shows. That's how they know the new material is out. But it's at some point you just talk. I, you know I've destroyed my career so many times in life. You know before the internet. I've, uh, you know, I've always had a big mouth and I talk and I talk. So if if they take me down again, cyber, you know, cyberly or whatever the word is, I'm trying to say, so be right. it, you know, so. <laughs> so. So these are the two things, the the biggest, what, and you could tell me if there's a bigger one, but what seem to be the two biggest challenges, the first one we can start with is these lockdowns, these pa- vaccine passports, these travel bans and all this stuff. 
just t- you you touched on it a little bit, but talk about like okay, you're an entertainer, like you said, your main source of both income and inspiration and and camaraderie and everything else is going out there and and playing to crowds and meeting with your fans and and signing autographs and selling albums and all this stuff, and that's becoming increasingly difficult and sometimes impossible. Just talk about what that's like, just even in the last year and a half, what that's been like. Well, my album dropped literally when lockdown, the, the month, like lockdowns was starting like a week before my album dropped or two weeks. It was April 2020. I don't remember when lockdown started. Do you remember yeah. when it started? Maybe. So it was like, roughly around it, that time. In this country, it was like early, mid-March that they started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my album was scheduled to, to drop. We had picked the date three months ahead of time and, uh, and we were advertising it and everyone was like, well, you should reschedule the date because, you know, COVID's happening and this is happening. You got to reschedule. And I'm like, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? What do I reschedule? Right. Like yeah. reschedule for five more months, three months. Like, let's put the music out. Matter, yeah. And it actually worked. It worked in the favor because people were stuck locked in their house. And it was 20 songs and, and brand new material. And it really... Yeah. It ended up going number one, uh, number one in, in a lot of different countries on on, on iTunes, and and it went really high. It went it was twenty two with no money behind it. It's just me and Devin and and Matt, like, and uh, it went number twenty two best selling album in the country on Billboard charts uh, uh, with no promo. It's me on Facebook putting <laughs> you know and, and Twitter, and we we outsold every big album. You know, the ones that were beating us were like Taylor Swift and, you know, stuff like that. But right, like literally right. no no promotion except us and word of mouth. So we did great with it. And then it went number three on the uh, charts in England, like number three out of all music. It was number three on the, number three on the R&B charts, uh, you know, number nine in, on the Canadian, you know, charts. It was like really and it wasn't like hip hop or iTunes. It was like on on the All regular charts so yeah, yeah so for, for for just making some good music and pressing hey send on 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 my little twitter or, or facebook or ig we did pretty damn good with it you know so uh but the problem is is my career i do hundreds of shows a year every year i've been doing it for right. two decades my, my main bread and butter is non-stop shows so when I drop an album, when your album is doing great, that's when you get the most album, most money per show when you got a brand new album out. So, oh, we're going to tour the new album and get all these great deals. And, you know, I couldn't tour for a year and a half after it came out. So the fees weren't as good as, as they could have been if it, we toured it a year and a half. But I'm not crying. I got to spend some time with my kids. Uh, more time than I would have. I would have been touring nonstop. But on right. the flip side of that is I would have been able to uh, – you know, have some good money, you know, saved up for them for when I'm gone, you know, <laughs> I lost that, but you know, so. Well, it's not, I good? also, I have a feeling this isn't going to be your last album either. I think, I think you, you strike me as like, as like a, um, like a KRS one or like just one of the, or like any of like the, most of the Wu-Tang uh, um, artists who just like, they're just constantly putting out fire every couple of years every few years and it's like not going to end anytime like you don't you're and again this is just me as i i'm i'm a very amateur hip-hop head 
you're like this sort of like a timeless rapper. It's not like you're a rapper of the 90s or the 2000s or the 2010s, whereas there are rappers out there that like they had their moment in like, you know, from 95 to 98 and that was their period and that's it. I, I, I don't think this is going to be the last from you, but it, it's, you know, it's incredible. So you basically, you did the like, I guess, social media equivalent of selling your mixtape out of your trunk, basically, and, and, and ended up number 22. Yeah, well, well, you know, we did YouTube promos. We did quality, right. high-quality videos. I've been working my name for decades. And plus, you know, I've been doing shows all over the world for decades. Of so so it's not as easy as just pressing the button. Like, I made it of sound. Course, it's of a course, lot, yeah. a lot of footwork. But, you know, that footwork led to me being able to press the button and, and they get they get the music, you know. But, um, yeah, Chuck D once said... Uh, Call me Benny King or or Chuck Berry or one of them guys that was rocking heavy till eighties his eighties or something. He's like, yo, always you know gonna be like the Chuck Berry or, or Benny King. I don't, <laughs> I sound like an idiot now, but he's like, he's like, you know, he's gonna be rocking mid eighties, just being one of the greatest. You know, like he really and no, Chuck D's my idol yep. from Public Enemy. So when you said yeah. that, I was like, I was like, that sounds like what Chuck was saying, you know. <laughs> so, no, I listen. I can see it. I can see you like twenty years from now. Your 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 thirty second album's coming out. Like I, I can I can totally see that. So uh, another aspect of what's becoming it seems like incredibly difficult for for entertainers, especially rappers. So like anyone who has listened to your songs, you say some wild shit. Like you like you. There's nothing you don't say. And that's used to be how rap was kind of across the board. They said whatever they wanted, even sometimes often really, really, really offensive stuff. And it seems like there's this growing, you know, we call it cancel culture. And it's said so often that it's almost uh, overused at this point. But it's like we finally got over the era from the 70s and 80s where politicians were trying to cancel music. You know, you had a Tipper Gore uh, trying to, you know, ban certain types of music. And you had politicians that pushed the parental advisory uh, and, and you know, uh, have to be 18 plus to buy these. We, we finally got over that hump. But now it seems like this, there's this new puritanism. Uh, it's always it always existed in history. Yep. where there's moralists there's these moralists that believe they know what's best for society and and right. and they they are the ones who are morally superior to the others and they get to decide what you should and should not listen to and what's damaging to this the society and like so many of the arguments that i hear today from these these cancel people is the same fucking arguments you'd hear in like 1908 and in 1912 in the beginning of cinema like oh it's harming the children oh it's it's uh um you know uh women you know hurting women it's hurt this that it's like the same things it's like stop guys like 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 uh, cardi b's not hurting your kids and and, uh, um the thing is uh um it's always been there though. The 1930s, they came in the Hayes Code. I was just tweeting about this today because somebody was arguing, say, "Oh, you can't say this, and if you do this, and then the Catholic Church come in and 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 the Legion of Decency because those are the decent people that could tell Americans and and not even the world what they can and cannot see." And, and then, um, if you go, you know, then the 50s was, you know, we saw what that was. But then the 60s, 
it started becoming more free love and do whatever the fuck you want. And women could be whores and guys could be whores. And let's all fuck and it's freedom and the late sixties, you know, and in the seventies disco and parties. But then the, 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 the you know, uh, new nudie cuties were coming out in the 60s and they fought you know russ meyer and all these people they, they, these films must be condemned and then and then and then and then it just kept slapping them in the face and then the porn era came and then all the you know all the event evangelicists or how you say the word you know yeah, yeah, uh, these, yeah. these uh these preachers and and, and uh you know people, yeah you know they all came in oh just to let your fans know I was up at 6.30 in the morning with my children. And right now it's three in the morning here. So I'm going on close to 20 something hours because I stayed up to do this interview with Spike. Thanks. But yeah, but then uh, uh, the, the um, so if the words are all retarded in my brains, excuse me, I, I can't say that either, right? But um, um, you can say that. So, you can say whatever you want on the show. <laughs> no, but you can say um, you want. what I'm saying is and in the porn, the porn industry happened. And, uh, you know, blossomed and blew up and, and made movie stars and, and a whole new industry. And you had the people come and trying to close down theaters in certain neighborhoods and this and that. And, and they lose. They lose every time. They lose every time. So um, now that we, you know, and in the 80s was like like a whole fight. The 70s and 80s was a fight against the Legion of Decency and the Catholic Church and you telling us what we can and can't say and, and women could be free they could show their tits they could fuck who they want that was all what the 70s and 80s was and now they're, they're regressing back to where it's like oh don't say that don't say this don't say that no we fought and fought and fought for freedom to say and do and that that was what was liberal to be able to say eat cunt fuck shit you know whatever the fuck you want right right, but, right, um, right. now it's like oh he said a bad word 80 he made a sex joke in 1983 and no, no shit he made a sex joke in 1983 it was 1983 <laughs> you know so so i'm not gonna stop you know i that's the era i came up on is fighting that fighting those people who wanted to uh you know hold back speech so i'm gonna go out of my way to say something and not care what anybody thinks about it. It's it's what I want to say. And and if you want to shut me down or cancel me or destroy me, then do it. I don't care. You know, it's like that's not what art is. And and I bring it up all the time. Like even in 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 you know uh, Michelangelo days, they were you know ripping the you know carving the penises off the statues, and you know it's like it's existed from the beginning. They they all right. think they're morally superior to you, me. They think that. They're uh, moral, morally superior to the, the public because they know what the public can and can't see. And it's the same thing with internet censorship right now. Same thing going on. It's like we have to protect the public. We are morally superior and we have to protect the public. But they know they're not, they're not even about that. They, they're just trying to um, – they don't care about the public. They care about controlling information on the internet, you know, so – yeah. yeah, this is so and probably I, I'm going to summarize about 15, 20 different people ask the same question, basically. So what do you do? It sounds like what you're saying is just ignore them and still say what you want to say and fight and push back because eventually they're going to lose. Right. Yeah. Well, well it all, but here's the thing. It all depends. Some people are smarter than me business wise. I'm not a good businessman. <laughs> so some people that are smarter business wise, they know how to say what they're supposed to say for the money people and, and don't say what they're not supposed to say or they'll lose the money that's right. not me though I'm, I'm gonna die as a person who said whatever the hell he wanted to made what he wanted to 
And it and if it makes me broke, it makes me broke. If if it feeds my kids, it feeds my kids, whatever. But I'm not gonna I'm not stopping what I do to make, you know, to make a business decision. I'm I'm not. That's just not who I was. I could have done that. There were so many opportunities my whole career I could have compromised and compromised and compromised. And I fought decade after decade to be able to have my freedom of, of musical choices, of my artistic choices. Uh and I'm not gonna let no no culture cancel take that away from me ever. I'm not, you know. And and if if they throw us all off the computer, I don't know. I guess we gotta go old school and make pamphlets and be on the corner in the street. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what we do next, you know. I, I think I think honestly, I think the blockchain stuff that's coming out, it's gonna be so impossible to centralize the internet, much less control it. I, I think we are seeing the final dying gasps of corporate control of the internet. I think we're about to go back you think to a so? more free era. I do, I do. I think with blockchain and DeFi and and all these um, all, all these decentralized types of, of systems that are being built, um, you know, it started with Bitcoin, but that's just the beginning. That's just the currency that's going to be used. Every single aspect of society is going to have a blockchain-based service for it, and that's going to include social media, man. And eventually, it's going to reach a point. It's not going to be possible to even know who is doing what, where, much less being able to try to really control it. I mean, maybe with entertainment, there's still some controls there, but nothing like we have right now where you have literally like five or six corporations controlling the entire narrative. That's all going away very soon. See, here's the thing. I'm very, very ignorant with technology. So the blockchain stuff, all that, I'm really, really clueless about it, but I read a lot of history and I read a lot of history on censorship. And every time there's this control or stopping of information or art, it eventually slaps them in the face and the art and the control, the control loses and the art wins always every single time. So if digitally this new digital world is the blockchain is what's going to save it. That's that, that is what it is, but it, Oh, it never prevails. The, them controlling the art never prevails because eventually, um, whether it takes 20 years, 50 years, one year, six months, uh, right. it, the art prevails. It always does, you know, it, it, you know, and, and then people look back at the people who tried to suppress humor and art as the idiots and the fools and the silly people and, and, and the primitive people. They all look primitive, like all these people part of cancel culture today that are trying to suppress jokes and suppress humor and and ban films from the past that that might offend people. They're going to look like idiots and they're going to look silly and they're going to look primitive and people are going to laugh at them and look at them like the idiots. Right now, they think they're the heroic ones, just like the Legion of Decency. Oh, we're saving people's souls and and we're keeping this art from them because yeah. they need us to. Put, it's the same thing. They're just gonna look like the fools. So, so you know, be on the right side of history if you want. Right now, you think you're the savior and you're the good guy saving the world from art, but you're not. You're you're you're, you're the you're the um stupid Catholic guy from from the fifties. And don't say that. Don't show your breasts. You know, <laughs> Jer- Jericho Banker says, never forget that the, the people that said that they're morally superior are the same people that covered up child molesters. And that's oh, well, 
it's no, the most ahead. obvious one, but it's yeah, it's the most obvious one, yeah. but so true. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 that was it. That was literally it. That's the tweet. Um, so the uh, another thing, I wasn't gonna bring it up because, but because it's kind of self-serving. But three people have now asked if you're going to sample my rants in one of your songs. Oh, uh, let me. Yeah, maybe I'll listen to some on YouTube. We'll see, <laughs> and I'll have somebody scratch it. <laughs> yeah, scratch, scratch it. That will be. I will know I have arrived when people have started like sampling my 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 rants on on YouTube and 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 scratching it. So it's got a scratch to it. No, that I will know. That's yeah, what I will know. Forget that you ran for vice president. That was nothing. A scratch. No, on God, record. no. There you made it. <laughs> RA record sampled on an RA record. I can be like, okay, now I can die. I will have reached the pinnacle at that point. So someone asked. Um, is the stuff that you've that you've what was it that that made you decide to raise family in Berlin? Is that related to the stuff we've been talking about getting out of the U.S. or, or? No, a lot of people? A lot of people think that because they say, uh, you know, because because I moved out in 2016. So they was like, oh, you were too much of a snowflake for Trump. You had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, the, the mother of my children, uh, Rini, she's uh, she's a school teacher. She's a, she was born and raised in Germany. Oh. And uh and I met her and she came to New York and we fell in love and uh, we had babies together. And she, her job, her life is in Berlin. And she went to, it's harder to become a school teacher in Germany than it is America. It's almost like you got to be a, like the same amount of schooling to be a doctor, like eight years or something. Oh, wow. So it's crazy. So she, um, she's, she's a really good school teacher. She got a good job. And also, on the flip side of that is, you know, healthcare is free for my children. Um, but on the flip side of that is the taxes are super high. So, you know, uh, so um, it's it's hypocritical, right? But I don't pay tax in Germany, so <laughs> I'm, I'm an American citizen. So, but uh, Listen, um, yeah. and college is free out there. Um, like and and, and healthcare. Uh, I don't get free healthcare because I don't pay tax here. But right. healthcare, if you're not insured, is affordable. It's not like America where, like, if something happens to you and you're not insured, it costs a million dollars. Like, right, you could actually, right, right. you know, go to the doctor, see a doctor, and it's all affordable, you know. So, yeah. yeah. No, listen, people try to defend our healthcare system, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, the, our, our government spends more money per taxpayer uh, or per patient. Uh, on healthcare than almost any other country. The U.S. government actually spends more money per patient of taxpayer money on healthcare than they do in Germany. And then we pay two or three times that out of pocket in addition to that. Like our system is an absolute mess. So the, the fact yeah, that uh, healthcare was a big factor weighing in your decision to leave is not surprising. And you certainly don't no, have to that, that, defend that, that, that here. My no, that wasn't my decision. I'm, I, I was just saying like, I was saying, oh, you know, what happened? That wasn't my decision. She's the mother of the kids, and this right. is where her life is, and she wanted to raise her kids in there, and I respected that. So to be near my kids, I have to live in – like I have I have a spot. I bought them a beautiful home, and uh, I have a spot, you know, uh, my own place uh, near their kindergarten, So and it's walking distance from the home I bought. So uh, – you know, no, no, none of that was a, was a deciding factor. I would have raised them in America, so they would have talked like American kids, <laughs> even if, even you know. But uh, you know, because my son, my daughter talks like like you know German perfectly, and 
speaks like an American kid. But my son, he talks a little Schwarzeneggerish, you know. He's like, "Hey, daddy, daddy," you know. Like, "Come on, son." He's like, "Daddy, I play with nunchucks, daddy." You know, wow. like, "Come on, John, we gotta, we gotta get you back to America to talk a little bit more like, uh, like us, you know, not like exactly. daddy though. I don't want to, I don't want my kids to have a Long Island accent. You don't want them to have the Long Island accent. I love the Long Island accent. That's, I want my kids. I'm not no. even from there. I want my kids to have Long Island accents. And then everyone to be like, yeah. why do your kids sound like this? Why why do they talk where, like that? Where were you born and raised? So I was born in Baltimore, but I grew up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And the reason I talk like oh, this is okay. because I'm Jewish and all Jews talk like this. It doesn't matter where we are. <laughs> we just don't sound like this. It, it like literally doesn't matter where we're born. We all talk like this. Um, so uh, we got another question here. Where was it? Um, uh, oh, can you rap in German? Well, I've done some German raps. There's, there's one of the best... Uh, two of the best German rappers, Cool Savas and Sammy Deluxe, they're like legends out here, and uh, they sell out arenas. They, they're like big time here, and they asked me to do a song with them both on the record. So like Germany's two biggest like respected rappers. So I I did some German rapping, and, and that I don't remember the lyrics right now though. But uh, and the, a group called the Snow Goons. I did a German rap in the, with the Snow Goons, but that one. I don't have no ghostwriters, but I had a, a German guy there, like helping me with the German. Like, yo, how, wait, how do I say this? And he'd tell me, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, do you do you, yeah. you speak German? Well, my German isn't as good as it should be. My my mother's German, and uh, my oh, okay. father's American, uh, American New Yorker. So, uh, you know, what's crazy is they're strict in Germany. So. Uh, like when I got my residency to be with my kids, they told me, they said, look, in 16 months, uh, when you come back to renew it, we're not going to renew it if you don't speak the language better. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> like in America, they can never get it. Like, we're not going to let you be have your residency if you don't speak better. You know, I never heard of that in America. But in Germany, <laughs> they get away with that, you know? <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. That's funny. So we got uh, someone asked. This is actually something I have in my notes that I was going to ask you. Uh, who is someone that you have not done a song with yet, but would love to? I'm sure you have a few, but who's like your top person? Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch. And, and you know, uh, I guess I would go for my idols, Big Daddy Kane and Slick Rick and, and that, those those types, you know. Um, a lot of people want me to do Red and Meth, you know, because I, I know Meth and Red for decades. We never did nothing. But uh Big Daddy Kane was supposed to be on the last album on a song called Dragonfire. It had Ghostface and Master Killer and G Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like but like the deadline, uh, we missed the deadlines. Yeah, Kane hit me up like, yo, I can't get it on time, but I owe you, we'll definitely do it. So, you know, I guess all my idols, you know, LL I'd love to still do a song with, you know. Uh I'm sure there's somebody new school I could think of, but right now I'm drawing a blank, you know. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. could, I could, I could, I, you and, and Big Daddy Kane would be good. You and Red and Meth would be really good. Someone just said, will you do a, a, a battle rap with me? I'm not a rapper. Contrary to popular belief. So this has been going on for a couple months now after a, a BLM activist referred to me as the greatest rapper alive. And I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not a rapper. I don't know how to rap. I, in fact, I was saying to RA before we went live. It's hard enough for me to come up with the thing I want to say on the spot, much less to then do it rhyming to a tempo like i don't i'm not a rapper um so how did you yeah man oh my bad no no go ahead go ahead 
your fans probably already know, so it's 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 probably not a. Uh, but how did you get the uh, vice president nomination? Or, or did you, is that even worth going into? Because your, your your followers probably heard, heard that or know it. Already, I can talk but I'm about not it. Sure. I, no, sure. I can talk about it. So my background's actually in business. So I uh, I only got into politics like a couple of years ago. Uh, which is why I sort of came out of nowhere because I, I started a web design company when I was in my teens and I grew that into a pretty successful company. Long story short, I became pretty successful uh, four years ago or actually almost five years ago now. I was officially diagnosed with MS and uh, I realized I wanted to make a change. Uh, the doctor said, yeah, the, the course of your treatment is to the, the, the goal of your treatment is to try to slow down your MS so that it's not much different than just the normal aging process. That shit hit me like a ton of bricks because I realized, you know, MS healthy doesn't matter. One day we're all not going to be here. And all of a sudden money didn't really matter as much. Success didn't really matter as much. What mattered is what are we leaving behind when we're gone? And so that led me on a path of like, first of all, I, I, I retired from my company. I'd reached a point where I didn't need to work anymore to make to, to be able to make ends meet. And I then started thinking, well, what is it I want to do? And I realized that my true passion was working to set people free and let people know it doesn't have to be like this and working with them to build a blueprint to actually solve these problems and, and, and to be freer and to have a, a freer and happier and safer and healthier and, and, and a more prosperous society. And so that led me into uh, politics. Um, I ran for, I started, I announced in December of 2019 that I was running for the uh, vice presidential nomination. The LP actually picks our presidential and vice presidential picks separately. It's not like, like Joe Jorgensen didn't pick me. It, it was the actual, the delegates of the party that picked me. And I ran for it and I gave them a blueprint for uh, how uh, we can, you know, uh, bring the message of liberty to people. I fully expected them to say, oh, that sounds great. And then pick someone that they knew better. They picked me and, and it's it's been going ever since. Well, you know, it's not funny, but you know, did you campaign on the multiple sclerosis angle? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, the first this, the first that, the first this. It's, uh, you know, to be able to run sharp and be sharp and have MS is kind of like some superhero shit. So I don't know if uh, maybe they, they would like keep that out of the campaign or whatever. But I, mean, so I think that's kind of remarkable. I, I... Well, and I appreciate that, man. I, I I certainly didn't shy away from it, but it wasn't central to my message. And the reason is because I don't want it to be like, hey, vote for me. I have MS. Oh, you wouldn't not vote for the MS guy, would you? Like, I, I want it to be like. I, <laughs> well, that's it's, politics. It's a, You're a good I man. Know, I see. And this politics, is why. I, yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. A couple, give me a couple more that's, years and I'll, 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 I'll be fully that's what in they the, all I'm the MS that's guy. What, look, look, you have to vote yeah. for the MS guy. No, I'm not quite there yet. But yeah, so I certainly never shied away from it. And it was actually one of the most rewarding things last year was when people would uh, either, you know, come up to me in person in, at an event or, you know, email or message me and say, you know, I have MS or I have uh, rheumatoid arthritis or I have ALS or I have, you know, some some chronic illness or some, you know, or I have a, you know, a reoccurring cancer or I have something and I've always felt ashamed to do it and seeing someone just openly talk about the fact they have MS and be traveling around the country like it's like it's no big thing was actually a source of 
inspiration and 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 I guess solace for a lot of people. So if nothing else, I think that was pretty rewarding. But uh, now I, I felt amazing. I just felt TV going, "Hey guys, I'm that MS guy. You got to vote for me now. You you know you can't not vote for the cripple guy, right? Like, nah, so you don't, you don't do it that way. But you put the dramatic <laughs> music behind it and show you at the doctor, and I'll help you out with that one next time. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I get a direct for you. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. No. But but you know who's a superhero in rap like that is is Master Ace because um he's one of the greats for decades and his live shows have been like on point like Master Ace live just puts together such a well organized perfect yeah. show and um he came out they, he was he was rocking with multiple uh, MS for years and years and years and nobody knew it since I think ninety nine I think he had it. And really? he was putting on these tremendous shows, and then he announced it. Well, what happened is he didn't want to announce it. He wanted to keep it a secret. And he was crossing the border with his crew. His crew didn't even know. His DJ, Marco Polo. And they, uh, um, the border pulled them over and started opening their bags. And, is anything in here? And it's not. Mm. They opened the bag, and it had all these needles and all this, this these drugs and needles. Yeah. And they're like, "What's this?" And and Master Ace was like, "I have I have MS." And the crew was like, "What?" <laughs> and that's how it, how it got exposed. And, and uh, yeah, he's he's out there, you know, uh, rocking shows, heavy shows, great shows, and yeah. uh, making great albums and songs. And and you wouldn't even know it; you would have no, no idea. He... I had no idea Master a- Master Ace had MS. I didn't know yep. that. That's wild, yep. man. That's good. Well, yep. see, that's the thing. It, one out of every hundred people has MS. It's just a lot of people. It's a. It's a more like just. It's and a lot of people don't talk about it. They think it's like this death sentence, and it, it's not. It's well, not, well, so. well. Next election, you could you you and M and and Mass Ace could run. Mass Ace, we can run on a on a joint <laughs> MS ticket. Yes. <laughs> this and terrible. You'll, produce, you'll, you'll pro, no. You'll produce all the things to give to pull on the heartstrings of the dramatic music, and we're sitting yes, in the doctor man. together and all that. No, it'd be perfect. <laughs> so hey man i, I listen you know, i know you, you've been a, oh sorry go, no go ahead no go ahead Nah, you know i i uh i have you know used the r word before whatever but uh what uh <laughs> you call it r word but uh um what i'm saying is like you know like i said before i grew up and i was raised around uh, uh severely handicapped people like severely handicapped so it's like right. uh I just seen all of it firsthand. So when I hear stories about somebody even dealing with MS, it's like, oh man, you know, like how the hell you do it? Like it's all superhero stuff to me. I don't mean to keep saying that, but like my sister Didi, like, uh, you know, she, she, you know, when she was little, she'd be able to stand like, you know, and hold and stand. And then by the time she was one years old, her body couldn't hold her up anymore. And in like 26 years, just laying in the bed and, and uh can't talk and 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 her whole spiral turned all crazy and her body was twisted up and she'd stop breathing and then breathe again and then they, they said she'd live eight days and you know so it's like uh i don't know why i brought that up that has nothing to do with ms but <laughs> you know no, like i said no, i haven't it's, slept it's... in like 24 hours 
That's fine. So, That's uh, fine. And and, and, I, and I, listen, I appreciate all the time you've been giving us. I, I think we, we've talked no, about. I'm good. I'm good. To, I'm good to go. You got me as long as you want. I don't care if I don't sleep. That's, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a working man. We can. Know, so. so what we'll, we'll just keep the show going until you pass out. And then we'll just we'll close it out after that. We'll be like, oh, yeah, he's like, done. <laughs> he's done. You'll just be like, yeah, no, this is good. And then you just fall asleep. So I, I so I, I do want to say um the uh the thing that. Going back to the thing with with Agent Orange and how it affected your family, the most disgusting part of all of that, arguably the most disgusting part, is that they lied about it for yep. years, decades. They're like, yep. no, no, that was fine. It's a perfectly safe pesticide. That's or what they plant, do. Plant that's what or whatever. they do. And then finally they had to admit it, yeah. That's what they do. They lie about all of it. That's why, like... I know the whole vax thing, or we can't say that word or whatever, but it's like there's so much detrust, you know, so much distrust for, like, the pharmaceutical industries, the the uh, FDA, the um, government, and they're mad at people that don't trust them. And they wish death on people who don't trust them, and they wish yes. they get sick and die of COVID because they don't trust them. It's like... Even if they are wrong, like, you know, who's to say, first of all, because all this stuff does come out later that, you know, but like, no matter if you're wrong or right, like, because somebody has has uh, a belief that you don't believe they don't deserve hospital, you know, you see that all the time. Okay, if someone doesn't get back, they don't deserve to be in the hospital, they should just die. And thank God they're dead. And and you see anybody that was was you know anti-vax publicly if they die everyone's like celebrating it on social media and it's just one of the most disgusting horrible things i've seen it's like you know because honestly i have family members that are highly educated uh that uh they don't trust it they their kids were sick their kids died from from government chemicals you know yeah, and yeah. and they, you know they're saying hey i, I don't i don't feel good about doing that I'm not going to do it. Now, are they stupid? No, they're not stupid. They're just different, you know? So, and I, you know, my family members that, that are highly, you know, trust and uh, they, they're vaxxed up and they're happy too, you know? It's like, that's, that's great. People. And yeah. then they go, and then what they do is they blame the non vaxxed They're the ones killing everybody, but the stats don't say that anywhere. Nope. No real stat is saying that the non vaxxed are killing everybody. That's not true. That's a lie. So, so the way to get people vaxxed is not by spreading misinformation and lies, just like the way to, to, to get them, you know, you know, you know, but I don't know. It is what it is, man. You know, I'm not an expert. What? No, I was just, so the reason I've chosen not to get vaccinated is because I do have an autoimmune disease and this, this vaccine hasn't been around long enough to know what it's going to do long-term, especially to people whose immune systems are already weird to begin with. Also, I have been able to stay COVID negative for the last year and a half, traveling across the country multiple times, coming well within six feet of tens of thousands of people, almost always without a mask on. At this point, either my safety, the stuff I'm doing for safety, you know, washing my hands and stuff, either that's working or I have some natural immunity to to uh, to uh, COVID or uh, I am my weird immune system finally found something it's good at uh, if, or whatever it is. Uh, I have been able to stay safe and we don't know long-term what this is going to do. So I've chosen not to get it. If someone else wants to get it, I think that they should get it. But this, this thing of if you don't get vaccinated, you deserve to die is the most on so many levels. So wrong. First of all, like you said, 
I d you did you think something different than me and you might be wrong or I think you're wrong so you should die but the way this they justify it the way they justify their disgusting thoughts is by saying that spike because you're not vaccinated you're a threat and you're making everyone die it's you yeah. spike because you're the one that's a, but there's no proof where's the proof? And, and then they'll have some stats from some some manipulated data and say this is the proof that spike is killing everyone in the world you know it's like <laughs> so disgusting you know spike is the murderer that, you know? i want to see that study i want anthony fauci on tv <laughs> spike cohen's killing everybody here uh it's spike cohen spike I, we is, finally found it out spike cohen's going around he's killing everybody um spike was so, the bat they put in the soup you know <laughs> yes i'm the i'm the pangolin uh, so uh, there was someone in here. I've, a few people have said this. I don't hear it, but many people are asking you if you've ever heard that you sound like Sylvester Stallone. I don't hear uh, it. I hear it every day of my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is I don't hear it or see it either. But that said is my father. Um, I remember being a kid and thinking my father was like Stallone, you know, and I look exactly. I look a lot like my dad and and. When people would call the house, once my voice changed, they, they couldn't differentiate me and my father. Right. And it's funny. One time I had, I had a, a Rambo poster on the wall when I was like, you know, 11 or 12. Yeah. And uh, my little brother was like two or three. And he would go up to the Rambo post and be like, dad, dad, daddy. He thought it was our father. So, you know, so maybe, <laughs> you know, I don't see it. But, uh, you know, it, it, the bloodline, my father... Uh, and I always wanted Stallone to play my father in a movie, you know, but uh, he never got back to me on Twitter. <laughs> well, well, we can, you know what? We're, we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to start that pressure campaign on Twitter. I, I guess maybe I, I know so many people from Long Island. You just sound like someone from Long Island. So maybe that's why I'm not hearing this. The Stallone. Yeah, part. that's what I feel. Yeah. The Long yeah. Island shit. You know? yeah, so, I, yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. And, and Stallone's <laughs> was more of like a Philly accent anyway. So I, I'm, I'm not hearing it. Multiple reasons I'm not hearing it. So listen, <laughs> I listen. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate all the time. You've answered all these other questions. You've been on way longer than I originally had asked you. And I know that you that you I don't want you to I don't want you to fall asleep on the show because then everyone's going to be like, so my cone <laughs> is so boring that he had a rapper on and he just fell asleep sleep on the show so i don't need that and, and usually i'm more that. entertaining anybody listening and watching usually i'm i'm on fire also if anybody's watching now usually they'd be like oh, already looks like he's getting younger every every time today i look old and shit because i'm tired and i haven't slept so my shit's all packed up like, listen oh here's here's what already looks like when you look old <laughs> i'm the one who asked you to do this live and you're six hours ahead of us so this is my fault no listen you've been great nah, it's you've been all good. I, I told you I, i'm told you i'm with it you know and like i said i if America got me my overseas uh, voting papers, I would have voted for you. So. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate your support. You may have a chance in the future, but we'll see. Um, I uh, Listen, man, before I let you go, uh, I want to give you a chance uh, to give any final thoughts, anything you haven't had a chance to say, upcoming events, anything you want to promo, your website, social media, anything you want to say, uh, as long as you want to take. Uh, R.A., the rugged man, the floor is yours. Oh, I got I got my new video out, uh, Ari the Rugged Man, Firstborn, featuring Novel. And it's a, a song I wrote about my daughter, and I really, really love it. But, you know, uh, it's not one of my most seen videos. And it's my one of my favorite and most personal. And I want I want it to get seen. I want the right person to tweet it out or something where, where the thing gets seen, Firstborn, uh, featuring Novel. It's about my daughter. Because 
when she gets old, I want the numbers to be higher. So she says, oh, yeah, you made that song and people loved it. You know? yeah. I don't want to be like, you made that song, but they like all your other shit more. No, but it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. And Novel is like an incredible singer-songwriter. His grandfather was Solomon Burke. His father was like the guy that, wow. you know, incredible Motown writer that, that wrote Dancing in the Streets. His mother was uh, Shaka Khan's backup singer on tour. For, like, he's a musical you know, uh, family to the to the extreme, and Novel is just a great singer songwriter, and he he's the one who, who did the third verse and the chorus, and uh, I did the first, second, and the fourth verse, and and go check it out right now. Firstborn, I got some shows in London and, and Glasgow coming up next week, but uh, I don't know who from London and Glasgow is listening right now, and I think London and Glas I think London sold out. Glasgow's basically sold out. And then next month, I got some European dates, but I forgot where, so I can't promote that. Do you have? Are you planning on doing any uh, American tours in the future? Or? Yeah, December. I don't have the dates yet, but yeah, we have okay. about 18 dates set for December. So we're gonna be touring America in December, definitely. Nice. You know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come out to one of those, man. I'm gonna have to come out to one of those. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I one last question. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure. We should have a South Carolina date. I'm pretty sure we have a Raleigh, North Carolina date. So I got to see if we have a South Carolina date. Listen, I'm, I'm Rale- hoping that we do. Raleigh's like three and a half hours. Raleigh's like three and a half hours for me, so I can just go there. That's fine. Um, oh, come did- rock with us, man. Yeah, I would. I can't <laughs> wait. Listen, so we got, I, I have to ask this question because um, I, I don't. I don't know the reference, but someone said you were at the gathering. Are you a juggalo? Oh, the gathering of the juggalos is it's it's kind of like. You would like the Juggalos because they're this hated community. They're like, you know, and, and they, they paint their face like clowns and it's insane clown posse. Yeah, insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, the Juggalos. I just played the gathering of the Juggalos and, and it's awesome. I love it every time I do it. But um, you, you'd be interested in this story. Look it up later. The, the feds made the Juggalos a terrorist organization. <laughs> And they're just like these, like drunk, having fun. Not, not even just white kids; they're kids of all colors. But like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like rowdy, poor kids that just like to go crazy and act wild and listen to insane fucking clown posse and Tech Nine right. and, and shit. And and the fucking feds found them to be this like awful threat. And and they fucked up the money for insane clown posse because there were certain people that didn't want to book like a, a terrorist organization. Oh, for God! But uh. But it's so fucking stupid. Look, look, look it up. I, you know, and they had the like a, a march, or, or, or the what the feds said they were terrorists or whatever. Or juggalos, juggalos. Uh, yeah. So shout out to all my juggalos. I love you. You guys are fucking awesome, and I really love juggalos. I really do. And a lot of people be like, "Oh, that's not hip hop." No, it's hip hop, and uh, I love them. I love rocking for them. I fucking loved them, you know. And Shaggy too dope. We did a podcast for him. I'm looking forward to that coming out too because that was funny. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Shout out to the Juggalos. So, hey man. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, stick around. We're gonna talk during the outro. And folks, thank you for tuning into this episode of My Fellow Americans. Uh, tune in tomorrow for the Writers Block. Uh, Matt Wright will be interviewing Martha Bueno, who is running for uh, the City Commission in Miami, and she's going to be part of my Spike Cohen Florida tour, September 3rd to 5th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, on Friday uh, at 9:30, um, 
we're having an episode of uh, Cajun and Eskimo from Bayou to Igloo at 9.30 right here on Muddy Waters Media. Join me uh, at 7 p.m. in Tamarack. I think that's how you say it, Florida. Uh, I'm going to be doing an event with Mike Termott, who is a libertarian running for, uh, he was actually my guest last week, and he's running for Congress. Um, if you go to SpikeCohen.com, all the events for this weekend are there. Then next Monday, uh, join us uh, join uh, us here on Muddy Waters Media for Mr. America, the Bearded Truth at 8 p.m. Uh, Jason Lyon will uh, deep dive into a single issue. He does that every week. He's fantastic. Then uh, next Tuesday, join us uh, for the Muddy Waters of Freedom at 8 p.m., where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events. Then join me right back here. I still have the tour up. Right back here. Uh, same spike place, same spike time next Wednesday for another amazing episode of My Fellow Americans. I will see you then. I'm Spike Cohen, and you are the power. God bless, guys. Thank you.